Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome in on a Monday morning, August 14th, 2023. First day of school for some of you. For some of you students that are beginning a new experience, especially going into high school, going into middle school, best of luck today in that new building, getting the getting the locker figured out for the first time in middle school, figuring out where to navigate those high schools to find your classes. Big buildings uh, you got to get from one side to the other in just a matter of minutes. Or maybe you're going to a school that's still partially under construction (laughs) here in the capital city. uh, Or uh, a lot of other various new experiences that are happening today throughout uh, throughout the city. And some probably a little bit of nervousness, a little bit of an excitement for both children and parents alike as they get this thing going today. So where are you at luck. on that, by the way? Uh in terms of uh You're you're still going through stuff with, with yours off to college, right? Uh, my as soon as this show is over, I am out of here. Uh to go move my son into his residence for college at the University of Nebraska Lincoln campus. How so, much while you're moving him in do you tell him how it was for you at all times? <laughs> I don't. Oh, you guys got that? Wow. Well, yeah, see, we, we didn't have anything like this. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys even know this. Maybe you do. I didn't know it till just a couple of months ago. But move in, uh, move in is nothing like it was for me or I think probably uh, any any of us who attended colleges, ne- college now. Um, but at the University of Nebraska, you basically are given a time on today, I think tomorrow or Wednesday, I think those are the day, depending on where you live mm-hmm. and what class you're in, whether you're, you're a newcomer or you've already come in, and maybe there, it was this weekend too, uh, but you basically show up at the Devaney Center with your car loaded up with all your stuff, and you basically give all your stuff to a moving company at Devaney. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> They've got professional movers that take it, that transport it out of your car, that get it out of your car, transport it to your room, and you just show up in your room, and it's all been, it's all been moved there by professional movers. Okay. This must be an insanely huge operation. Can you imagine? Can you imagine all of the people and I don't know how, so I don't know exactly how it works. Maybe some of you have been through it before and you can give me pointers on this whole thing. But like, all I know is we're supposed to be at Devaney Center at 11 o'clock with our car full of my son's stuff. And you, you, and you, if there are like valuables or breakables or something like that, you're supposed to hang on to those. But other than that, you give them everything. I don't know how long it takes. At some point, it's all in your room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you go in there, and I guess you get organized, essentially. So, yeah, speaking of it being different, I mean, I was lugging couches upstairs, right? And d- the mini fridge, carrying the mini fridge from the parking lot yeah. up a bunch of flights of stairs. And, I mean, good for my back that I'm not going to have to do any of that here today, for the most part. So I'm excited about that. Good so, for your knee, too. I thank you. Yeah, good <laughs> for my knee, too. So, you know. 
I guess money well spent. <laughs> it's a, I, we're paying for it. So I remember being part of those. So after my freshman year, because the way we moved in at Southern Illinois Edwardsville was you had a certain window for you to pull your vehicle up in front of the dorm. And then there and would do it yourself. Hey, you, do, you did it yourself, but then there would be some people to kind of help you. And for the next couple of years, I volunteered to be one of those people that would come out and help. My job, yes, I, I as one of the guys who was able to lift a few things, immediately look out who's got the mini fridges, who's got the who's oh, trying geez. to take a futon in. Yep. What what's the stuff that oh, da- dad is already ticked at everybody who's that guy who needs help getting something upstairs yeah i bet you lugged a bunch of mini fridges up just there. non-stop oh, non-stop and then it would be because everyone and their brother and there was only like three floors in our dorms there's nothing like what you see here in lincoln but everyone and their mother had to use that elevator <laughs> so i'm just going i can stand and wait 15 minutes to get this elevator or I can just carry it up the stairs. We're just carrying stuff up the stairs, bypassing everyone. What room are you in? I'm just going to leave it there for you. Uh, I am very sure my dorm did not have an elevator and probably <laughs> probably was not ADA compliant, I'm going to guess, uh, in various ways. But can so, you imagine how much more comfortable it's going to be today and tomorrow for these people working in in the yes well yeah compared to what it could have been what'd you say 76 today something Something like like that that. wow yeah Yeah, that's i think they're also i I, may continue until wednesday i I don't want to i can't remember the exact dates i just know the date that we're doing it but yeah it's going to be later it sounds like later in the week and into the weekend it's it's going to get hot. Uh, heat index is over a hundred by the weekend. Whew. I mean, that was the and 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 going back to the K through twelve stuff. Going to high school in 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 Lincoln, I guess junior high as we called it then, and and even elementary school. This time of year, you always knew that your days at the beginning of the year were going to be shorter because Lincoln's schools in the nineties. And prior to that, we're not fully air conditioned. So I remember probably what eight, ten years ago, where we had some early releases. Yeah, we. That's what we. I mean, that was basically the norm for almost the first month of school. Yeah, was that you? You got no out. Time. You got out early because the. Now we. I lucked out because I was at. I happened to be at Lincoln East for seven through twelve, and that was a relatively new school still at the time, and so it was air conditioned, and so we were getting out and had air conditioning too. But some of the older schools didn't didn't have it and i'm sure that was unpleasant (laughs) i'm sure that was unpleasant yeah um so that's uh yeah that's my that's my situation today i'm looking forward looking forward and not looking forward to it i think at the same time it was it was interesting yesterday i was out getting groceries It's, it's typically my job in our family and i realized i had both a i had kind of a realization while i was out there getting groceries i was like you know what I don't have to buy a lot of stuff that I normally buy right now <laughs> like that. That I mean, and it was also I mean, it almost had a I almost had a moment there. I was like, huh, I don't have to buy that two percent jug of milk every three days <laughs> anymore. Um, I only have to have it, you know, occasionally. Just think of the money there. you're saving. <laughs> so, well, it's more like being moved around, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Re- reshuffling the money chairs on the tight deck of the Titanic. It's all COD anyway. Yeah, cash out of dad. Yeah, it's... I don't know, Mark. What what budget do you feel like hits a little bit harder? The milk budget or tuition? 
<laughs> well, you you hit the milk budget uh, payment a whole lot more than you do the tuition. Yeah. So now, yeah, one of them you can just kind of you don't see it. Now, it's just it's there. Now it's taxpayer funded milk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> take that coming, taxpayer. Coming from the collective heat of the taxpayer. <laughs> wow, some real communist milk you've got there. Uh, yeah. So I will, uh, uh, yeah. So I'm, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to, I don't know what today is going to be like. I don't, maybe it, I think I've, I think I probably tend to underestimate sort of the, uh, mm, the emotional nature of what this, some point it'll happen today. And I don't quite know when. Uh, but again, yeah, but you're about what seven minutes away. Yeah, that's the other that like you're right. That's the other thing. That's kind of what I've been banking on and thinking about this entire time. It wasn't like, you know, when our daughter left. It was seven hours. Right. Caleb. And what what yeah. was it for you? Twelve. My, my parents, we got there. The we went and we stayed the night before in as close a hotel as we could get. And then we got up in the morning, went over, got in line, did all of our stuff. They got me moved in. I walked them to the parking lot, said our goodbyes. They drove the 12 hours home. Yeah. Like there there wasn't a, oh, moved in. Hey, let, let's go grab lunch or right. let, let's kind of do this. Make sure everything's settled down. I wasn't, I didn't even have stuff in drawers. I had stuff thrown on the bed just to get everything in. And then, all right, I guess I'll walk you guys out to the car. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, see you later. Oh, man. I know. I remember that. There's no coming home now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You probably remember this too, Mark, as, as a parent, but I remember that moment my parents left, and I was, wasn't was that far, but I was three hours away. I was like going to only see them a few times a semester. And, Here's the thing. Even being just 30 minutes away, an hour away. Yeah. That what, was, once you're left there, you're there. Yeah. That was... That was that was tough. That I remember that. I mean, that is, I don't know if traumatic is the word, but that moment was, uh, was, was something that was sort of terrifying. And, and then I remember they left a letter underneath my pillow when I went to bed that night and I read oh. it and, uh, and I was like, oh man, how am I going to do this? This is going to be hard. And then about a day later, I figured it out. Right. And I had the most fun of my life over right. the next four years. So, like, I, I keep reminding myself of of that part of it. Yeah, you, like you, you figure it out. Yeah, and they were, you know, they were. I'm sure emotional at that time. And then a few days later, they probably were were okay. Now, is everything. your is your son? Did they? Is it random kind of roommate situation? Does he know who he, he's moving in? He with? got lucky. He's moving in with high school friends. Okay. Yeah. I'm. So yeah, it's even. Le- I mean, yes. I knew one person on campus when I got there. Yeah, and that was my coach. That's yeah. Be, that's just, how just, I was. And kind of the way the recruiting went, I didn't meet a whole bunch of people on the team. I guess I I knew one or two of them, but I yes. got to campus, I knew nobody in my building. Yes, I I knew my roommate simply because we had messaged a little bit on Facebook to to, to determine. Oh, you're bringing a futon? I'll bring the mini fridge and a TV. Yeah, that's another thing that will make this a lot less sort of intimidating than I think a lot of people had it because yes he's living with not not one but three of his best oh, friends okay. so it's fun though to go door to door and hey just gonna introduce yeah, myself I know I, t- I keep telling him make sure don't don't stay too close in your you know your circle of high school friends make sure and extend out and do that exact thing as well so and theirs is is split up it's kind of like a guy floor and a girl floor. Like, uh, how, how is everything I, see the dorms i think the dorms are like this but he got into the he lucked out got into some of the apartments that okay. freshmen can get in mm-hmm. um 
if they get if they're lucky enough and get an early time to sign up. Okay. Essentially, ours are so split up into. I think kinda, they might have. I think they might have girls right across the hall. To be honest, ours are split up into wings, and it kind of depended on what your majors uh, were. And there were fifty people in our wing and twelve guys. Uh, and and the the wing you wanted to go introduce yourself to the nursing wing. <laughs> That's the one you had to go get on get well, on the ends with. A little different for me. I was in an all male dorm, <laughs> and there were hours where uh, there were closed and open hours for the dorm too. So after you know, depending on the depending on the day, they the uh, yep. other gender had to be out of there completely. So yes. Take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, they didn't have to. Just they're supposed to. <laughs> well, it, yeah. <laughs> Enforceability is the uh, is the key word in that whole thing. <laughs> so, any, and, and then for those of you who are uh, getting ready to go to work, build in a little extra time today. Build in a little extra time tomorrow because depending on your route in Lincoln, and you all probably know this <laughs> yes. already, but depending on your route in Lincoln, it can be a significantly different. Uh, time crunch when school is going as opposed to when it is going. I think there are probably some particular areas that you all could highlight even better than I can. I'm thinking of you, 84th and A Street. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of, I'm going to guess, some of those areas about around Lincoln High, uh, down Capitol Parkway are probably pretty significantly different. I mean, I mean, heck, now, if you're, uh, if you're going out to... Uh, the uh, new the new South Bypass, <laughs> oddly enough. And uh, just a reminder: the school zone speed limits now are twenty. Oh, really? Yes. And fines can be up to six hundred dollars. First day of school, fall nineteen ninety four, I believe, my junior year. Finished finished my junior is my junior year of high school, I think. And I'm driving to work. I work at the Campbell's Nurseries on Fortieth Street. Um, and I had to go right to work after school. So I'm driving and driving down South street between like 56th and 48th. And that's a school zone for Holmes elementary, which I should have known because I attended Holmes elementary and they had the, as you mentioned in the newscast, they had the special, uh, enforcement enforcement on the school zone. And I got my first ticket speeding in a school zone not a good one to get speeding in a school zone i think i was going like 32 and a 25 but they got me there for that one as breaking a, the uh, law as a, uh, yep and i was late to breaking work the law. late to work and uh had to just like having a lens on a tail light out yeah that's right i got a history of getting pulled over here this time of year don't i all right. Uh, anything else, Mark? Real quick, since we spent a lot doing well, was, uh, first day at college and school. Chat late drop today. Friday afternoon on that uh, lawsuit trying to ban the uh, abortion ban, if you will. Uh, yeah, it was kicked out by a, a judge saying that the multiple, uh, what do you call it, subject topics? Yeah, multiple yeah. Subject single rule subject rule does not apply there here because they were both medically uh, okay. So we'll see whether there's an appeal on that. Uh, elsewhere, uh, Governor uh, Pillen, uh, we found out last month, rejected a relaxation in drug use standards to qualify as a law enforcement officer. Say that again? There was a, a, an effort because uh, staffing is so short. Oh. They were going to reduce the, the time you, uh, I think it was five, from five years to two years or three years on use of some drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably marijuana. Yeah. And uh, it had been recommended, and the governor said, nope. 
Not going to do that. Nope. You gotta, you're got you're out, huh? Uh, 24 months on marijuana and dangerous drugs, five years. Okay. All right. The only, other, the only other thing, um, well, two other things, quick. Kansas newspaper raided by local police, Marion, Kansas. I, saw, I wondered what you wondered what your take on this was. Well, I have a, a little bit of, I've been through Marion several times. Uh, I've actually uh, made a presentation there at a local uh, school one time. Uh, I'm pretty surprised by this one. Uh, the co-owner of the paper, uh, it's a son and his mother. She was, I think, 98. They raided the newspaper, took out computers. They went to her house and raided the house on Friday. She died Saturday. Oh, my Stressed gosh. Out. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, and this is, by the way, at least thought to be connected to an investigation, an the, investigation, the investigative reporting they're doing on the police chief? No, on a city official. A city official. Okay. So, yeah, there's a lot. in boy, the uh, journalists and the associations are really coming to the... the uh, Good. Because the newspaper never reported it. They <laughs> yeah. never... They, they're just in the midst of, it sounds like they, they're, they're, there was a, a charge that they had used illegal means to find out this stuff. Okay. Well, so anyway, that wow. and uh carpet land moving on in the uh, hey! world series. Semifinals. Look, Look at those East Spartans. This afternoon Good. against Cheyenne. Oh, Wyoming made it. I didn't even know who they played. Yeah. Huh? I'm not probably won't have a chance to watch. It. I watched the uh, watch it several times this weekend. Two years ago, I was at all those all those kids' games. Well, a lot of those kids' games. And uh, little did I know, I was watching one of the best teams in the country develop. Right? Fantastic. Okay. It's really cool. Uh, doing a lot of those families that are out there in Boone having a, probably a great time. Probably a little stressed out because if they're trying to get to their school started, it's going to be a little delayed this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. It's 626. We'll take a break. we got to check sports coming up next on KLIN. The biggest headlines and the facts behind them. Make me feel a little bit more intelligent. KLIN, Lincoln. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. Uh, Caleb, we need to be. Uh, first of all, if you missed, if you missed the show on Friday, it was one of the most fun request line Fridays that we've had. <laughs> it was bonkers with uh, with covers. Now we do not yet have Caleb. We've not made a full decision on what this week's request line Friday is going to be. So we need to get that done probably here this morning. I know we had some good ideas a couple of weeks ago that were sent to us, and I think we probably will use one of those. But I just need to be reminded of what they are, and we'll make a we'll make a call on that. And let you know here by the end of the show today, so you can start thinking of your song. And I mean, 
Don't look now, but we got this Friday. We got the Friday after that, and and then I don't quite know what we're going to do with uh, with three Fridays from right now I because still, that'll be the day after a Husker game. Yeah, I know. We'll we'll still t- we maybe we'll do a little bit of a hybrid. We'll do like we'll a see. half a request line. So Friday. there are either two or two and a half uh, episodes of Request Line Friday left for yeah. season three. So be uh. Be ready to uh, savor it and get it all. And we got to get two more. I, I do think it would be interesting if you did one after a game, and it would just be like react to what happened mm-hmm. with the best possible song <laughs> that so, describes yeah. describes how you feel right at this moment. Which means you you can't send a song that accurately represents how you feel from the game until that night. Right. Yeah. You. That's true. You would have to. That maybe we should do that with all kinds of things. With all kinds of instead of. You know, instead of like uh, the old traditional radio call-in show where callers are saying what they think about everything, we say, you can't say anything, you've just got to say it with a song. Whatever, <laughs> Let whatever the music your, tell the story. Whatever your reaction is to any news event, you need to react with a song. And that would be fascinating to see how that whole thing turns out. We might need to try. We might need to try that next year, at least, if we don't get it done for this year so anyway yeah a couple weeks of request line friday going on and then i should note too while we're talking about this uh we will have the friday husker tailgate returning it's a little screwy because the first game is on a thursday so it will be friday husker tailgate episode one thursday on thursday edition friday husker tailgate thursday edition but then after that when we get to what would be the uh september 8th the day before the Colorado game, we'll be back on Fridays, and uh, Mike Schaefer joining us again. And this whole is going to be a, this is going to be a wild Friday Husker tailgate with just you've got the Friday Husker tailgate season debut Thursday edition. You'll get to the Illinois game where it's Friday Husker tailgate game day edition, and of course when we get to Thanksgiving week. Friday Husker tailgate Wednesday edition. It'll be here in two days. <laughs> That's true. Yes. So Friday, usually on Friday, <laughs> the Friday for the Husker rest of them, it's on the Friday. Some other, some other yeah. days though. So just a little heads up on what's going on, and and then don't forget, of course, obviously, all we'll have all the games here as we have for uh, several years here on KLIN. So uh, not only sports nightly, the coaches shows, all the things that go along with that, but every football game, pregame, postgame. Call-in show. You'll be able to find it right here on KLIN. We'll have some volleyball games on again mm-hmm. this year, depending on kind of how they fall with the football games as well. If you can't get them here because there's a football game on or something else on, across the hall, we've got them at B1073. So check out John Cook's volleyball team, and they get going a little bit sooner. They've got the red-white scrimmage this weekend, and then they'll be getting going the weekend after that yeah, with this, some actual matches. This is the last full week that you have for radio broadcasts where you don't have regular season matches yet yep. for for Huskers. I know volley or uh, soccer's been underway with some of their exhibition and like you said red white coming up this week for yep. volleyball. Absolutely. All right. Uh let's go into the sound off today. Hey, we got special counsels everywhere in Washington. <laughs> Caleb, we got we every single person who's held office or is holding office right now has their own personalized special counsel. Who is investigating them? It's very tidy and nice now. Attorney General Merrick Garland appointed David Weiss to further look into the matter. Texas Republican Senator Ted Cruz saying on Fox's Sunday Morning Futures, the case goes 
well beyond Hunter. We need a special counsel to investigate Joe Biden and the $20 million that his family received while he was vice president. Many in the GOP have criticized Weiss's appointment. Democratic Congressman Jamie Raskin saying on ABC's This Week, he doesn't understand that line of thinking. It's what my Republican colleagues have been demanding and asking for for months, and um, now they seem to disapprove of it for some reason. Kevin Uretsky, Fox News. One of the things is you've got um, you've got new college students starting to to get in there and think about their their career. Um, there, the the job possibilities for special counsel is one that's going to be growing significantly here in the United States. If you if if you've been thinking about becoming a special counsel, now is the time. <laughs> now is the time, and you don't need to worry because it's going to be a while till we have AI special counsels as well. That's at least twenty years away. Um, that eventually will happen. You'll just have your own. Every person will have their own computerized like Alexa situation with the special counsel. Yeah, but. I need my AI where I just turn and I say, hey, I'm going to need a quick little uh, special investigation on them. <laughs> you just knock that out real quick for me, please. Sorry, I didn't understand you. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of something that rhymes with or sounds like special counsel that I could have Alexa hear incorrectly, but I can't think of it right now. It's okay. If only I were funnier. Yeah, if only. And quicker on my feet. <laughs> Speaking of quick on their feet, the uh, candidates were walking all over the Iowa State Fair this weekend in Des Moines. Uh, boy, it was it was quite a situation out there, too. It was quite the face-off here at the Iowa State Fair in Des Moines as we saw Governor DeSantis and former President Donald Trump here on the fairgrounds. They didn't run into each other, but we caught up with both of them separately. And all the candidates we talked to say they weren't worried about Trump drowning out their message when he showed up to the fair, but it was a different story when he flew in. He wasn't here for too long, but man, did he draw some big crowds and lots of security. We checked in with Governor DeSantis walking around the fair with him where he spent hours trying to connect with voters, talking the economy, the border security, and all about his likability. He's been hammered by Trump, who makes fun of him and calls him pretty colorful nicknames. And there was even a plane flying over the state fair yesterday that said, be more like... second. Sorry. Go ahead. Dang it. That's my fault. Uh, darn it. I wanted to hear the end of that, too. That was good. Uh, but we... we they, they, I'll, I'll finish it for her. There was... I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was a plane that was... You know, the planes with the signs on the back, mm-hmm. and there was a sign that said, be more likable, Ron. <laughs> Which, <laughs> that, like, I saw that. that. That's so plain, but can cut so deep. <laughs> right. Just be more likable, Ron. Like, I didn't, I didn't understand if that was someone who was actually a critic that was trying to make fun of him, or if that was literally someone who was trying to give him sound campaign advice. Like, hey, <laughs> hey. hey, if you want to win this, here's what you kind of you kind of need to do. And here is. Here's what happened. Let's see if I can get the. Here we go. Here's why what you why you heard sound over top of uh, when I was playing that other clip before is because I wanted to get you the sound of uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. Hopefully, I'm saying that surname correctly there. If I can get the uh, playing here, and it looks like it's not going to let me. I, I've he, got some audio. We, could it. you do that? Because I am having all kinds of problems over here. So uh, this was uh, this was. Oh, 
Yeah, that's a presidential candidate. Uh, so he rapped along with Eminem's Lose Yourself and, and, you know, did a fine enough job as someone who prides himself on doing similar things. That sounds like definitely something I would do. Uh, that's, that's my millennial candidate. There you go. go. You wanted a millennial candidate in there. This is what you get. You got, you get, you get him at the fair side chat rapping along to Eminem. And you know, can't wait for Bud Crawford to walk out with our boy Vivek in this next fight. <laughs> uh, he knew, man. I mean, I, I don't. I, it was probably a net win for him, right? There's a lot worse things you could have gotten on camera doing. I would think, <laughs> right? I mean, uh, we're, that we're, were a viral moment. Worst case scenario, you look really good doing karaoke to Eminem. That's that's a net that's a net positive. I, I don't know. I don't. Let's. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's probably true. Yes. <laughs> Listen, DeSantis would probably kill for that right now, because his viral clips are not are not fairly okay. Rapping along with Eminem, they're goofy faces yeah, while he's, he's so laughing. cartoonish. It's, <laughs> it's so. Yeah, the, I, I mean, I wouldn't elect a president on how they laugh, but man, he has got some facial expressions. What is going well, on here, with that here's situation? The way to, here's the way I would phrase that. I'm not, I wouldn't elect someone president based on their laughing facial expressions, but I would absolutely not elect somebody <laughs> based on their laughing facial expressions. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that's what they've been doing at the... Uh, at the state fair. Good job, Iowa. Which, by the way, did you know the butter cow? They don't even do a full cow. Really? Yeah. I, I've been watching this all play itself Well, out. I've been there. I've seen the full butter cow. You mean, but they, that's they years o- ago. They only do, apparently, like, the f- very front portion, and then the very back, and then they act, they just take uh, a colored curtain that looks the, the same color and drape that over for the body. Why? Is, that, is there a butter shortage? I have no idea, but wow. but there are a lot of upset people in Iowa because you see some other fairs, other state fairs that have a full butter cow. <laughs> I was promised a full butter cow. I need to see that midsection in butter, uh, or I want my money back. Money back, Iowa State Fair. Just, they they try and distract him with the Caitlin Clark butter sculpture. Then probably though, man, they need. Is to that do- a full Caitlin Clark sculpture? Do we know that they need to do some work on that one? All right, what else do we have? going on right now um let's go to let's go to gas prices getting up getting close to three guys we're getting really close to uh or excuse me four here at this point we're at three four uh right now and it's already there in several parts of the country gasoline prices started the year at a relatively low 322 a gallon and have bounced around since then before breaking 380 a gallon august 2nd Prices jumping 30 cents in just one month, according to AAA, and that's because of several factors. The sizzling heat in the South has caused power outages and slower production for U.S. refineries. OPEC plus countries refuse to increase production, and it's summer driving season when high demand leads to higher prices. Carmen Roberts, Fox News. All right. Yep. Summer driving season. That sounds so, good. Well, let's hope. That, I mean, that should be over soon, shouldn't it? Maybe OPEC Plus still sounds like a subscription. 
Yeah, I should. Like, do, do we have enough for OPEC? Plus I feel like this if year? you could get if you had OPEC plus, you get you get get to go to the front of the line, and also you just get like two fifty no matter where oil is. I feel like two fifty a gallon. If I get if I get the new iPhone from Verizon, do I not get a year of OPEC plus? <laughs> it comes with a with a free year of OPEC plus. Where, yeah. where are we at on this with the new Galaxy? <laughs> oh, yep. Here's your here's your card for some extra OPEC plus this year. Now the the thing is, OPEC plus is really going to start cracking down on password sharing, and that's <laughs> yes, yes. So if yes. you've been letting if you've been letting. Uh, Mom and dad use the old gas. That's changing. That's changing soon. They're going to crack down. Where's the OPEC Plus family plan? <laughs> what, are, what are we doing on that? <laughs> Is there an ad-free version? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll take the ad version. Let me fill up. I'll, I'll listen to your ads while I'm there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, if you are, uh, someone who is using, and, and congratulations if you're having success with this, if you're using those, uh, these new weight loss drugs that so many people are, and so many people are having success with, uh, the kind of using them off label, they're primarily, uh, drugs for diabetics, type two diabetes. Uh, there's one thing that you do need to watch out for that doctors are alerting people to, and that is if you have a surgery scheduled you might want to get off the uh the we govy or the ozempic when you go in for surgery you're supposed to have an empty stomach but anesthesiologists in the u.s and canada say drugs like wagovi or ozempic may keep that from happening the weight loss drugs can slow digestion down so much your stomach may still be full and that means food can get inhaled into your lungs while you're sedated it's called pulmonary aspiration Doctors say it can cause lung damage, infections, even death. Several doctors wrote about it in the Canadian Journal of Anesthesia, warning if you have to have surgery, lay off the weight loss drugs for about three weeks beforehand. Jill Nato, Fox News. So that's what that stuff does? It super slows down digestion? So the food's just hanging out there in your stomach longer? And that's why you're not hungry? You have the feeling of full. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So beware, be careful of that. Let's see. Let's finish up with a uh, with a couple of things. Oh, yeah, this. So, guys, this is going to be a thing here. We talk about, talk about AI uh, and the different iterations of it that are going to be impacting us going forward. And we've talked about the deep fake videos. We've seen the deep fake videos as well and things or pictures that really aren't real. By the way, look at the hands. If you're wondering if it's real or fake, for some reason, AI, it's Can't so weird. Figure out hands. AI can do these incredibly detailed fake pictures, but people's hands are always messed up in them, which is just a bizarre sort of thing about this AI. sounds like a horror movie plot where halfway through there's some guy who's just he's seen some stuff and we're still trying to figure out what's all going on. And he's just in there muttering to look at the hands. Just look, <laughs> look at the hands. Look at the hands. But apart from the visual things AI can produce, I think one of the other really significant things, and it's going to be used by consumers, it's going to be used to mislead, it's going to be used for a whole variety of things, but it's voice duplication. Oh, yeah. And that's, I'm telling you what, a year from now, that's going to be a big deal. 
that, that's one of the issues Hollywood has has right. out there right now. This is, this stuff, the ability to do it, and the accessibility and the features that are right on your phone to do it, they're all coming if they're not here already. Both Apple and Samsung have already announced upcoming phone features that allow one to clone their voice with the idea that someone could use such a recording to speak for them in the case of losing one's voice. But now a new app called Augie will use AI to clone voices and read prepared scripts, even in videos. And there isn't much stopping a person from using a sample from an unwilling or unaware voice donor. The company says they're working to prevent such things. Eben Brown, Fox News. Voice donor. <laughs> yeah. But we already see some of this. If anyone has made made a TikTok and you type in the the caption for what it is supposed to read that's essentially the same thing there you put in a script and that ai voice voices it for you the, whose voice does it sound like though oh there there are some that oh there's just a variety of there, them. there's a variety on there. Okay. there there are some that you're just like that is a at this point as much as i've heard my wife play these damn tiktoks <laughs> There are some voices that I just go, please stop. And she's like, it's hilarious. I go, I will throw your phone if I hear that voice again. <laughs> they're, they're so annoying. But they are specifically made, and so many people use them, and it works the exact same way. You put in a script, and the voice does it. I mean, is, are we all, everybody's going to have their favorite celebrity. And it's easier to make it sound really good if there's a lot of, of voice sample, essentially, for the AI to work off of, which celebrities... They've got their voices everywhere, right? Their voices everywhere. Now, hope you guys are ready for the uh, the weather here to come to you from Christopher Walken. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Everybody's gonna have. I was gonna say everybody's gonna have their answering machine, but nobody uses answering machine set up. But like uh, with a celebrity voice on, yeah. I don't know. They're gonna. Do, I suppose it means it's gonna be their Alexa voice or something, mm-hmm. or their phone, their Siri voice or something like that. Yeah, but you're gonna, gonna have, have to figure this. You're gonna have out. Tom Cruise or Jack Nicholson or whomever that is doing it all the time now the other the other upside of this well for some people maybe is uh i've been doing this show for 16 years now i think it's possible that i can do it for infinity now forever I, there may never be you know lnk if today, and you, lnk tomorrow lnk right, forever it's, it's, L, it's lnk today on a tuesday morning in 2087 and guess what I got enough. I got enough voice sample out there that you can make a perfect copy of my voice that can host the morning show every morning when I'm long gone. And doesn't matter the year, you would still say going into the bottom of the hour, it's eight thirty. Oh, eight thirty for our friends out in Newfoundland. Six thirty here in Lincoln. Yep, hundred <laughs> percent. That's part of the charm. <laughs> Makes it still seem a little real. They're like, oh yeah, he's still there. That's yeah. him. Yes. Uh, all right, should we end there? Do we have any more? Oh, should we do the movies? We'll do the movies here. We'll do the weekend box office okay. before we finish this thing out. Barbie continues its reign at the box office, coming in first place for the fourth week in a row. The film based on the Mattel icon, pulling in $33.7 million in ticket sales to surpass the $500 million mark in North America after the film grossed more than a billion dollars globally. Hi, Barbie! Hi, Ken! Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Oppenheimer returns to the number two spot, bringing in $18.8 million at North American theaters. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem coming in third in its second week at the box office, earning $15.6 million domestically. Ted Lindner, Fox News. All right. I I, I like that movie, but 
Man, pick a better clip. There are a lot of better clips in there. I'm also mad I didn't think to use the Ryan Gosling. He he covers the the song Push in, for our uh, request for, on for, Friday. For covers on oh, Friday. Yeah. yeah, that that clip. I like that clip better when they did it in Spies Like Us. When it was like Doctor, 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 yeah. Doctor, Doctor. That's great. All right, six fifty six. We take a break. <laughs> it's LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. The Husker Nights, the low dips into the mid-50s. Warming up a little bit tomorrow, Tuesday, sunny with a high of 83 and light winds. That's your forecast from KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 58 degrees in the capital city. I've got something pulled up for us as we head to the top of the hour. All right, what's that? Oh, I got I to gotta unmute it over yeah, there. technical. <laughs> This is the first playing of Hail Varsity by the new Cornhusker Marching Band as of this weekend. Congratulations. Everybody who's new in the pride of all Nebraska. A pretty, I think it's a pretty grueling process to make that band. And this is how they celebrate it every year. It's a tradition. So there you Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, it's 710. Monday morning, August 14, 2023. Best of luck to all of the parents and kids who are starting school today. It's not everybody at LPS, uh, but there are also other districts, obviously, around the area that are getting started today or maybe later this week as well. I remember, man, it's like sunrise, sunset in here right now because I remember being, uh, I wasn't, actually, I wasn't here on the day I took the day off that my son started kindergarten and the whole drop-off process at kindergarten and how nervous, how nervous I was. And I remember Steve Joel 
used to, Steve Joel used to come in here when he was a superintendent at LPS, and he would talk about how they set up at some places, at some schools, they would set up like a closed capture or a closed circuit TV uh, where parents, and he called it a cry room <laughs> where the parents could go yeah. and, and just make sure for the first few minutes of class and make sure that their kid was okay. I remember I dropped my son off for kindergarten over there at May Morley, and there was a bunch of kids quietly reading books on the floor and he kind of just waddled over there, took a book, sat on the floor and we snuck out quietly and, Mm -hmm. and everything was, everything turned out to be fine in the, in the coming days. It was not as scary. And I'm having to remind myself of that just a little bit now as I'm dropping off my son three hours from now and at college and uh, he will be moving out of our house and moving into to college and so it's just another one of those moments where you're you're nervous for yourself and you're nervous for them and all of those things and it's a good time to remember that yeah you know it, it is tough a lot of these things are very tough and different at the beginning but then they become routine fairly quickly so hopefully that's the case with all of you because i know this is the day that not only new kindergartners start but also first time that you're going into middle school which i imagine i I had that last year with my daughter. The adjustment. The big thing with her is that she was not, she was excited about her classes and all those sorts of things. And she was just nervous about getting her locker open. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was the biggest thing. And now again, it was funny. We went to last week, we went to kind of the orientation that they have at the beginning of the year. And I was like, isn't this nice? What a veteran. Do you remember how nervous you were <laughs> last year? And you kept thinking about that that padlock and if you were going to be able to do it and now you walk in and you're like big woman on campus right yeah <laughs> like, it takes one like, year all of a sudden it's like you're like hey you're waving to everybody when you go in and you know all the teachers and you go in there and you get your locker and you're like yeah boom 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 and it's open it's like it's so nice to be able to get over the hump of nervousness yeah. and newness of these things and then feel what it's like to ha- at least be experienced enough that you don't have to feel that going in and so and then same thing again freshmen going into high school right now um starting that whole process as well intimidating yeah talk about going from you're at the 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 top of the totem pole to now then freshmen and i know that's a process like your daughter went into that last year where it was now you're you're kind of bottom rung right and then you work your way up and then you get to high school and you're right back you're bottom rung right now, the the nervousness about high school, at least when my son was doing it, I'm sure everybody's got a little bit different, but it wasn't for me when I went, uh, it, it was it was a little bit about lockers then, but nobody uses their locker anymore in high school. They got all these lockers, and I don't think hardly anybody uses them. Really? Yeah, they just carry their stuff around all day. So uh, our high school, and this would have been after some, I can't remember if there was like, there was like a bomb threat or something, or, and this was... This was mid two thousand, so we weren't that far removed from like nine eleven, and then a bunch of other stuff happening. We couldn't have backpacks. Oh, so you could you could have your backpack you going your to locker. the school. It had to stay in your locker. You yeah. could not. So if you wanted to, if you had enough books and you were going multiple classes, and sometimes there wasn't enough time between classes, I'm carrying two, three classes worth of books. For me, at my size, not that big of a deal, but for a lot of other people, like, yeah. and even for me, like, that's not easy. Right. That's not the the most convenient way to go about between yeah. classes and yes. get into some cramped hallways. That was, and that was the big nervousness, it doesn't seem that long ago, but four years ago, going into high school was, yeah, getting 
you've got one class here and you've got one class at the complete different end of the building at what some of these big high schools mm-hmm. in Lincoln, just big in terms of physical size yeah. and trying to figure out how you're going to get here, get your stuff, get there, get to the class and be on time every day and not get tardies every single day. How long did you have between classes? I don't even remember. I want to say like six minutes, but I don't know if that's right. I don't remember. We got, there was a time when, so so we had three minutes between classes. It was a smaller high school. But then the superintendent dropped it to two minutes. Because she timed how long it took her to walk from one end of the building to the other. And we all went, did you do that while there was everyone else trying to get stuff from the locker? Yeah. And not only do you have to get to the other end of the building, you now have to get back across that sea of people. Then we got it back up to three minutes. Nice. Power, but, to, but the, still, power like, to the people. Three minutes. Like, that's not the easiest thing either, because as soon as that bell rings, okay, I got to pack up my stuff. Yeah. Like, you have to be out that Boom. door. Boom. And so, yeah, And it's by quick. the way, another <laughs> another new factor for kids at, uh, at least at LPS this year in high school. Oh, the cell phones. No phones. Yes. No phones. So Man. high schoolers... I feel happy for the teachers on that one. Yeah, I'm, that's a, it's got to be a little bit of a victory for them. But you, that's you, that's a new that's a new thing going into this year for them. The, it's that's the rule in middle school too, but that's been the rule there. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a change for some of these kids that are mm-hmm. that are going in and and uh, experiencing that. So I, I'll tell you what though, school's starting today, so we probably just you know now have people leaving for for work and those sorts of things. I know there. It just keep it in mind. You probably already know, but it's worth saying. In some areas of town, especially, the commute situation completely changes during the school year, and the time that it takes, and a few of those intersections are completely different during the school year. And so, just if you go today, and you're you go today, and you're like, hey, it turns out it's not that bad. Keep in mind. You only have about two third. You have about two thirds of the kids <laughs> who are attending school right now that will be tomorrow. So tomorrow yeah. is the day to really gauge it by number one. And there's still construction all over the place. And there's still yeah, eighty fourth is still man. Yeah, eighty fourth, fortieth, uh, and and uh, highway two. Mm-hmm. A, they've got that old highway two. Sorry, the old deuce. The old deuce. You were talking about how it's it's a obviously it's a transition for parents when it's okay they're going into something new kindergarten middle school high mm-hmm. school college we're in the very baby stages of that yeah. where she's at a daycare but she's moving up classrooms starting today oh okay so you even got a little bit of a preschool situation where, there at least this. for them and for us that's that's still really hard for us because it's. Those teachers are just like an extra set of parents, and I've gotten so used to yeah. the teachers she had in the baby room. And then for most of the time in the toddler room, those same teachers went with them, and then it was a transition with those going other places, and then they kind of did a little bit in the, the preschool room. But now it's like daycare and, or for, for, for my wife, when she drops off, it's just going to that room. Mm. And then when I pick up, it's just going to that room. It's just different, and I'm like, well, I hope she's okay. I, yeah. I hope she's not saying, yep. where, are, where are some of my friends that, that we left behind? But they do. Apparently, they're taking like four or five of them are all moving up at the same time. I'm like, just that. That's not even school. That's not a, that's not a locker. Right. They're, they're not going off to live somewhere else. I'm nervous about that. 
Yeah, like, it's only three days you a week, half day. But like, yeah. she's going to something new. How yeah. is how is she going to come home? Is she going to be more upset? Is she going to be excited? What is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I get it. I completely get it. So a lot of people there this morning. Uh, Best of luck. It'll get it'll get more routine and it won't feel as dramatic. That's that's the only thing. Mm-hmm. I I should tell that to myself too, though, um, because yeah, again, we're great at we'll giving be, advice, taking right. it sometimes. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is just for reference for myself and maybe all of you next year, maybe don't save a whole bunch of shopping for the Sunday before <laughs> school starts. Oh my gosh, Lincoln, you are crazy. And I guess I'm part of it, too, because I was there, but I don't, I I mean, there were about three places I went. I could hardly believe it. I could hardly believe it. And the parking lot at Trader Joe's slash Shields slash everything that's there, it was a, I mean, I'm glad I got out of life. <laughs> That's the main thought that I've got. That 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 parking lot is always it. And for some reason, Trader Joe's it, around the country have sort of this reputation of having terrible parking lots. I don't even know why exactly. They just find spaces like with terrible. If you parking Google lots. that, it's a thing that people talk about. <laughs> and and then you add in to the craziness around Shields mm-hmm. and and going there and the organization of, of how it goes horizontal and then switches to vertical. Oh yeah, and, like halfway through the parking lot. Like I was I was I was at the part where it switches from horizontal to vertical waiting for someone to back out and and I was going to park in there at the shields. I was parking that far away. We were just going to Trader Joe's and I'm waiting while this person pulls out and I've got my blinker on and the other car starts pulling and so I'm behind where they were pulling out and where they were going. I start to go, and then a person comes from perpendicular straight <laughs> through the Trader Joe's area and pulls right in. Pulls right in. I gave them a disapproving look, but I didn't say anything or do anything mean. Just to, just to, I'm, I'm not angry. I'm disappointed I in talked what you with, just did. I talked with a Target employee over the weekend who had, who had just moved here a couple of months ago. But as part of in, you know these things where... Weird conversation just comes up while I'm trying to check out and starts telling me a story. But I actually got something out of this one where apparently for them, when they're, when they're onboarding people, and especially going into the summer and knowing that back to school is coming up, he said for them at Target, they try to load up on everything more, knowing that it is their heaviest time of year is back to school, not Christmas. Yeah. They, they said... They have they stress more about the amount of people, especially because like you you get an influx of people coming in for UNL, but then obviously all of the high school kids, elementary, middle school, whatever. It's harder on them for back to school than it is Christmas. Not, I mean, that was one of the places that I went yesterday, <laughs> and I kid you not, this is not an exaggeration. You know how that they kind of do it there, where they really don't have very many cashiers working. It's primarily just the self checkout. Mm-hmm. They might have one, do, may, maybe one or maybe two. And if it's really big, they'll have two or three. Well, right? That self checkout line was, and I actually counted. It was twenty people deep. It was tw- I was twentieth in line. Man, that's normal over here. Is it? Yeah. Is that just the regular? Wow, that was over at Edgewood, and they called in the cavalry. They called in the uh, extra checkers. That, that is always when you wait in that. Oh, that's a giant frustration. Like when you get in the back of that line and the one over here, and you're backed up all the way to the greeting cards. Yeah, uh, and, and they've only, they've got two two checkers working, but it's mostly people going to the self checkout. You wait in that thing for like. 
10 minutes. You get close to the front, and then you hear the call, hey, we're going to need a couple more people right. here. And then they add like, they're got, now, then, they're, now they're five deep on their checkers, and I'm like, where was this? Right. Where right. was this? But nothing, nothing. And, and if you know, you know, nothing can compare to peak times at the Costco in Lincoln. <laughs> that line, that line, it can be absolutely breathtakingly insane <laughs> just ridiculous i mean i mean the, there are it is it is interesting to see how robust commerce is in lincoln sometimes with the lines that form at places whether it be the ones i've talked about or you're you have a pharmacy you go to like some of the pharmacy lines i don't know if that's about commerce or being medicated but there are whew, some of those are it's a half hour commitment Hey. To get in that thing, that's uh, about that's a block off an one, afternoon, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, good luck, good luck, everyone who's uh, starting school now or later into the week. Best of luck, best of luck to the parents that are out there as well, and hopefully you get through it. Hopefully I get through it hmm. without shedding too many tears. Seven twenty-four. We'll take a break. We got to check sports from Caleb coming up next on KLIN. Why do you listen to KLIN? Let us know with a voice message in the free KLIN app. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. It's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is The Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, let's get things started today with number five. Another kicking it off big time this afternoon, 115 to 2, big pep rally. Standing Bear Eye is their first day of class. Hey! So LPS getting back into uh, classroom mode today. Elementary students all there as well as the first year for middle school and first year for high school. That's exciting. It's, Pep rally to get uh, it going. Now, I think it's at uh, Standing Bear, both sophomore, uh, junior, freshman and sophomore are attending because those are the Probably. Because they're all new. To get the gym full, they probably need all of them there uh, <laughs> because it's a, it's a fairly small class for now to start things out there. I'm super in. I wonder what, it's probably just starting now for the first time ever. Yep. What exactly is that traffic situation like? Well, I was just I'm checking. I'm curious if we have any standing bear parents. I'd love to, I'm just really curious about that. Let's see. Let's go to the traffic cam at 70th and, uh, what is it? Right, no, let's get on to 70th and Yankee Hill. That'd be about the close. Oh, 70th and Yankee Hill. Uh, the roundabout pretty busy. I bet it is. I'm not. I don't. I'm not super surprised by by that. So, yeah. 
So anyway. And school um, zones are open. And by the way, now school zone uh, speed limits dropped. Uh, and so they're down to 20 miles an hour. Been 25 in years past. Be aware. Okay. And Be I can aware. tell you from doing seven years of driving school bus way back in the day, give those buses some extra room because especially these first weeks, kids are so excited. Sometimes they don't stop yep. and look. Yeah, just, yeah, head on a swivel. Be alert when you're driving today because and kids learn. And, and, yeah. and, and the other thing, Mark, is... It's going to be a little, it's probably, your commute might be affected a little day. It'll be a little bit more tomorrow when more of the LPS kids are going and more student drivers, frankly, because that's when all the student drivers right. are going to get on the road. And then Wednesday, I think, is I like Pius, Pius gets going, I believe, Wednesday. Uh, I believe Lincoln Christian gets going on Wednesday. I believe Lutheran's starting already today. Um, but you're going to have some of the, some of the non-LPS schools getting going later in the week as well. And so that's going to add to it especially in certain parts of the city as well. So don't gauge how your commute has changed until the end of this week, I would say. <laughs> I'm just... The, the end t- of t- this t- week. Today might give you some false comfort. Man, I'll tell you what. When I when I lived on South 33rd Street and I worked downtown, it I wouldn't say it doubled it, but I bet my... I, I bet it took time and a half for me to get to work com- in the school year compared to the summer. I don't know where you that can... whole area down South Street and yep. into downtown. I don't know if you can see it, but I put the uh, 70th and Yankee oh. Hill roundabout <laughs> up on the chaos. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh no. I ben... mean, it's just it's just it's like we were talking about Caleb, it's waiting in lines. Guys, this looks like Disney traffic that... from when I was in Orlando. <laughs> that one that that last screen that they had, I assume that was facing back north and it was people coming from yeah, from town southbound. Oh. Oh no! Going there. Like, I'm. I've been curious about what this would be like since I started driving by that new construction site that was that was standing there. I think that thing needs to be a two lane all around roundabout rather. Yeah, than when one. that thing gets, I mean, a couple years down the road, when you've got more, yeah. when you've got more people who are going there as well. But also, I, and, and they're still working on some of that stuff. But inside, and this is the same, obviously, with Northwest, and they're probably feel like they're a lot further along this year than oh, yeah. they were last year. Absolutely. Um, but they've also into, got more students year this year. Two. Yeah, getting into year two. But those are nice. They're nice looking schools if you've seen any of the the pictures uh, of those now and the way that they're designed. What we don't need down there for Standing Bear and more middle school is to have a train go through about now. Oh, man. Yeah, you've got that. Yeah. God, you've got there, there's that no train that I'm aware too. of. So Yeah. All right, moving on. Number four. A lawsuit trying to stop the new Nebraska law mixing a stricter abortion ban at 12 weeks gestation with restrictions on gender-affirming care for trans minors. Dismissed outright by a Lancaster County District Judge. The uh, complete story in the Nebraska Examiner uh, said that multiple subject rule uh, didn't apply in this case. What she said, the judge said in her ruling, the rule for legislative bills is that they must have one general object, no matter how broad, and they cannot include any matter that is not relevant to that general object. She said applying that here, LB 574 is the general object of health care, and all the parts of the bill relate to health care. What if I were to have the general subject of Nebraskans? Everything in my bill. See, that's the. Those e- are the. Everything in my bill would ultimately have an impact on Nebraskans. 
That's the right. That's the question. That's the next question. Right. That's the next so question that you ask. On this will be appealed, thing. will it not? Most likely. Uh, I would yeah, I, I, yeah, I would assume that that so will. Uh, it'll probably end up Supreme Court. That was at Lanc- that was in Lancaster County District Court, so there will I assume be an appellate process, and this was a dismissal too. So, how yeah. about letting that decision run into the weekend? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And you know who can't believe this right now, even though it's a, it was a ballot initiative and not a legislative bill that was passed, the medical marijuana people are like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You've got, they're yeah. like, you've got to be kidding me at this point. But yeah. it's, a, it, it's a slightly different controlling law on that, but the Supreme Court made the decision on that. So we'll see where this appeal goes. It'll be, it'll be interesting to follow that. Number three. Wide receiver Xavier Betts has left the program again for a second time. Uh, Coach Rule said, it's, uh, it's, it came to him and said, quote, hey, Coach, my heart's not in it, end quote. Boy, uh, you know, I don't it, it, I don't want to speculate on what's going on with him. Or uh, I know what I know, which, which is mo- what Matt Rule said about why he, why he left. And, you know, I don't. It, it it's hard it's it's hard to even understand I think for a lot of people because they're not in his shoes but because he had to do so much to get back to this place twenty one credit hours in the spring yeah that's that's insane like, and, and so when when you have someone put in that much work to get to where they can still do this like for anything you do to make yourself eligible qualified whatever for that thing to to get back to it then it then it kind of it's like okay, you put in all of that effort to get here, but yeah. but you, you, your heart's not in it. So it, it comes a little bit as, as a shock to a lot of people. But like Coach Rule said, there's a lot asked of these guys. And well, and, and that's not just for Nebraska football, but for any collegiate athlete, there's a lot asked of them. Right. If the heart's not in it, man, the, the well, heart's not in it. And maybe we've all been in a, a some situation, something that we've been involved in or doing, and. You say, I don't think this is for me. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this. And then you get, you quit, you stop, whatever. You get thinking about it. And you're like, yeah, maybe I should have stuck it out on that. Maybe I should try it again one more time. And then you get back and you do it again. And you're like, nope, I was right the first time. Yep, I was, this isn't for me. I was definitely right. Yeah. I put in the effort just to make sure, and yep. I was right. Yeah. You wonder if it's something like that. Now, the interesting question from a football perspective is: this happens at a position where there's not a ton of proven experience yeah. in the room. You've got Billy Kemp, the transfer for Virginia, and you've got Marcus Washington, who's been banged up a lot this fall as well. But yeah, those he, are the he's only still guys been out. He didn't even play in the scrimmage. Those are really the only guys who were significant con- contributors on a team last year. Garcia Castaneda, he left the team after a couple weeks last year. Right, he caught the first touchdown of the year, right. and, then, and then left. Good game, really good game against Northwestern. Yeah, and and left after game two. They brought in Fleeks, the transfer from Baylor. You know he's he's not put up huge numbers at Baylor, so not totally sure how what his role will be. And then you've got a couple of walk-ons who this could benefit in Han and Bullock. Those are names that have been said repeatedly. Probably yeah. not guys you expected to be catching a lot of balls this year, but they may be forced into that duty. And you got a bunch of you got a bunch of young guys who are just some of them just in their first few weeks of practice ever still. Yeah, and, um, and you extend it to the rest of the pass catchers with the tight end. You're still waiting on a waiver for uh, for Eric Gilbert, right? And you're still waiting to see how healthy and game ready can he move around with a Thomas Fedoni. 
You, you've seen a little bit of development with Borkercher. So you get all the way, not just your wide receivers, but your tight ends. And yeah, it'd be nice to utilize the tight ends more. But there's just not a lot of depth once you get 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 anywhere outside on those skill no. positions. There's going to have to be, if this offense is going to be where you want it to be, to really see an improvement, to get to a winning record, to get to a bowl game even, you're going to have to see guys stepping up uh, who we just don't know a lot about right now. Mm-hmm. A lot about what their potential is, at least. You're going to have to have multiple guys, especially at those wide receiver positions, do that. And Does that mean something like, that is. like locally to... How how quickly can Malachi Coleman come on? You got uh, and you got Lloyd. I mean, you got a whole bunch of these. Fra- but again, like those two guys, they weren't even here in the spring. They were running yeah. track. Yeah, the, these these young, fast guys who probably needed to put on a little bit of muscle, learn the playbook. How much can you utilize them? Yeah, they might. I mean, a play here, a play there. They're, pro- they're probably going to get a shot in a way they might not have expected coming mm-hmm. in as true freshmen. I'll any, say that much. Any word on Miles Farmer yet? Uh, he's in the Syracuse. transfer portal. Syracuse. Oh, Syracuse. Is it Syracuse. Syracuse. Well, he still gets to play in a three-three-five at least. Yep. He gets to go. Join That's his interesting. Old coach. You know what that makes it sound like to me? That sounds like his defensive coordinator might have put in a good word for him. That's what that sounds like because Syracuse went and hired Rocky Long, who was White's basically the guy who White came up through. Rocky Long's their defensive coordinator mm-hmm. now, so that's interesting to me. All right, moving on. Number two. Dozens of news organizations condemned a police raid on a Kansas newspaper. It was the Marion newspaper. That's uh, north and a little bit east of Wichita. Uh, The local police department's chief, uh, a pretty strong letter to uh, Chief Gideon Cody. 34 news and press freedom organizations signed the letter. And what they did was just plain wrong. The newspaper, a weekly, was owned by a man and his mother. They raided the offices, saying that they'd illegally received some information. They were tipped off to a story about a public official. They did not publish the story, but it was, I guess, widely known that they had gotten this information. The mother uh, was 90, I think, 98. They raided her home as well as the offices. This all happened Friday. She was stressed out died on Saturday. Interesting. So, and I know that the police chief said, I believe when the rest of the story is available to the public, the judicial system that is being questioned will be vindicated. I appreciate all the assistance from all the local state and local investigators along with the entire judicial process thus far. Um, Mark, this is a, you know, a, obviously a state. You're familiar with the media situation there. I'm really curious about your reaction to all of this. Uh, there's something there's something drastically wrong in, the, in this story to raid not only the newspaper offices, but the uh, owner, one of the owner's homes as, as well. That seems like a little bit of an overreach. There's, you know, the First Amendment is pretty, has some pretty uh, deep, um, it's kind of a sacrosanct it, area. And the fact that they didn't publish the report, that they had only received information, really puts this in what I would call a pretty slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Now, the Kansas Bureau of Investigation has gotten involved. They haven't really said much other than they uh, acknowledge the uh, importance of the First Amendment. I'm paraphrasing here. So it's it's like the state organization is casting a little bit of doubt over what happened locally. So, evidently, what what they're saying, what the 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 at least the person who's being investigated by the 
newspaper is saying that the newspaper got her credentials to get information that would have only been available to law enforcement, private investigators, and insurance agencies. So basically, they used false pre- pretenses, is what the accusation is. That's the accusation. That's the accusation that they went to police with, and apparently that they went with a judge with to get a warrant on this thing, that something was happening illegally, and like I said, false pretenses on who was whom in this whole thing. So, Yeah, this was not a government official. This was a business owner in Ma- in the Marion area. Okay, a business owner that, that it was. So. Her name is Carrie Newell. Yeah, what? I wonder what they thought they had on her. Do we know that? Do I mean, do we know any detail about what exactly they were looking for on this, or what the thought they might have is? Well, they were they're, all they're saying is identity theft and unlawful acts concerning computers, according to the search. Yeah, right. To the right, right. that the newspaper so, did. But what is? Why is the newspaper interested? Do we know why the newspaper was interested in her in the first place? Uh, I don't. Okay, and that's I, fine. I have not seen, I, and it's, it doesn't say it in in at least the, the things that I've read so right. far. I've got a I've got a pretty good friend down in Let's Manhattan, Kansas, that could probably find out a lot more information about it if we uh, want to tap into that. Yeah, I've got. See, I've got the uh, Peabody Gazette bulletin up right now, and it says restaurateur accuses paper councilwoman. So. Uh, less than a week after ejecting reporters from a congressman's reception, Marion restaurateur Carrie Newell went before city council Monday to angrily and falsely accuse the record of illegally obtaining drunken driving information about her and supplying it to a council member. So that's what this is. All right. It's about about a DUI, apparently. That is uh, something I had not found yet, so I'm glad you... Yeah, that's, uh, I can send you that link if you want to take a look at that. And there is a... A piece on that. So interesting story, and one that's getting a lot of national attention and bringing up a lot of discussions about First Amendment and the press and the government, where the lines are between when they can do some restrictions on the press. Well, and, and, and it'll be interesting to see the, the ramifications. I'm sure there'll be a lawsuit uh, by oh, the sure. by the Marion uh, paper, and see how, how you know the judges determined to have acted, the law enforcement, and all of that. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, let's finish this thing off. Number one. Well, the American Legion team from Lincoln East, best known as Carpetland, secured its spot in the semifinals. American Legion World Series yesterday, they shut out Cedar Rapids, Iowa, 9 to nothing. Boom. Boom. Yeah, this is this is pretty cool. These uh these boys don't want to go back to school yet, apparently. No. Or in some cases, get to college yet. <laughs> uh, because yeah, You know how long the Legion season is already, Caleb. And well, the and whole you spring, tack that on with, the, with the, the, spring, the high school season. You're very familiar with how long oh, these boy. baseball seasons are. Can you imagine playing until August 16th and that, uh, or and 15th? Man, that's just one of the wild things when you get into some of these outside of high school postseasons. That's what a collegiate postseason starts to really look like. For for some, like for me, for track and field, a lot of you are done in May, but if you really keep qualifying for stuff, all of a sudden it's it's June, it's July, then you might get invited to something and all of a sudden it's August. That's what these guys are going through. And correct me if I'm wrong, just because you know this team so much more than I do, because you watched a lot of them over the last few years. My son played up until... Uh, well, it was junior year with this team, so they're missing a couple of their best players. Yeah, they're, they're missing uh, two guys who are Division One one recruits, one to Michigan and one to Nebraska, and I believe a third 
player as well who are major contributors during the year. Um, yeah, so they're not on there on the team right now, and they're still potentially going to become the best team in all of Legion baseball without two of their best players. So right now they're in the semifinals. It'll be on ESPNU this afternoon, 3 o'clock, taking on the team out of Cheyenne, Wyoming. Wyoming. The first ever Wyoming team to make it to the American Legion World Series. The only thing more surprising about Nebraska being in the semifinals is Wyoming being in the semifinals. Right, so you have that on one side, and then tonight you get Texas against New Jersey, and Nebraska beat that New Jersey team. They did. They so shut them out. Th- there's a really good chance here for the for the boys here from Lincoln East, Carpetland, the Rugs. They're right there hey. for, for a championship. And I know at least one or two of the guy, the boys who are going to be playing on that team tonight are LNK Today with Jack and Friends listeners. They so, all are. You know yeah. they all are. I know. I mean, I know that's truly. That's what's pumping them up right now. I know a, a couple of them very much are. So that's pretty cool, too. All right. That is it for your morning drive. It is brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management. We've got 59 degrees in the capital city and sunny skies on KLIN. Less than three weeks until the beginning of the Matt Rule era of Nebraska football. Stay up to date right here on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 61 degrees in the capital city right now. Coming up during the 8 o'clock hour, Tim Ruza joins us. We'll talk to him about this uh, lawsuit that got thrown out in Lancaster County District Court. What's next? What does that mean for these policies that were a huge part of the legislative uh, session this year? Are these set now, or is it? Uh, is there still some more legislative or some uh, judicial steps that are going to happen? Take a break right now. It is 8 o'clock on KLIN Lincoln. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499 KLIN. I start walking your way. You start walking mine. We meet in the middle. Here we go, 61 degrees in the capital city, 809. Time to talk with Tim Roos, our summer friend and expert when it comes to Nebraska news and politics. Good morning, Tim. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Jack. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm good. About to drop my son off at college. So, you know, 
man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you remember your uh, you remember that moment for you when starting off at a good old as a loper over there in Kearney? I do. Um yeah, weird. I had had yeah, I had like shoulder surgery maybe two or three weeks before school started. So I was in a Jeez. swing and dragging stuff around. My parents helped me oh, unload a truck really quickly, very fast, throw stuff on the on the grass and then move it in afterwards. <laughs> Just I imagine kids today hire like an entire uh, like moving crew and uh, you know, it all, all not quite it's uh, it's that but not quite the <laughs> seriously, the university hires it for them. We have a time to go to the Devaney Center, at which point the moving crew unloads our car, takes the stuff, and moves it into the room. Not no. Oh, not, I was joking. Holy yeah, cow. Yeah, not kidding. <laughs> not kidding. They have they have professional moving crews. I, I, I assume they just think it's more efficient and is better for traffic and all of those things. And so, so uh, I guess that's factored into tuition. Yeah, I mean, board. I lived in a dormitory at UNK. I don't think yeah. it, I don't think it's even standing anymore. I think they tore it down, but we didn't have elevators. No, it was a three-story walk-up for me. Um, yeah, you know, nothing, not much air conditioning yep. there at the time either. But <laughs> it took it took plenty of time. Yeah, <laughs> it took others longer than it took us. Di- so. Different world, uh, different world, even just uh, over over a couple of decades. But anyway, yeah. Oh yeah, it's so, almost been twenty years ago for me. Yeah, no kidding. Wild. Getting old. Uh, all right. Hey, big ruling yesterday, or I guess not yesterday. I guess this came out Friday, of course, um, right at the end of the day, Friday. So we didn't get a chance to talk about it really until today. But the LB 574 lawsuit, and this is obviously the, the bills, the bill, the combined bill on abortion and gender care. Um, the, the, the idea or the, the suggestion that was brought up by opponents was that this violated the Nebraska Constitution's requirement that bills cover a single subject. The judge says, uh, well, basically, the rule is that they've got to have one general object, no matter how broad, can't have any matter that's not relevant to that general object, therefore, case is dismissed. How likely is this the end of the road judicially for this topic, Tim? Uh, it's not the end of the road judicially for the abortion transgender care um, bill and sort of those provisions, I don't think. Um, it may be, may, may or may not be the end of the road for the single subject argument, um, which, as you and I discussed back in June, uh, when this thing was first scheduled for, for oral argument and then I think postponed even that first time, um, this is the first volley, I guess, in this uh, battle over whether or not this bill should be enacted. Um, it argues the technical aspect of how the bill was passed, nothing about the merits of the actual legislation. So right. um, the 20-page opinion issued on Friday is an opinion that focuses entirely on the legislative process, court precedent surrounding how the legislature passes bills, what it can and can't do in terms of amending things together, and then kind of the constitutional analysis of the provision in the Constitution that requires a legislative bill to have a single subject and to clearly explain in the title what it contains. Um, and so I think, I think the long story is, I don't know whether they'll appeal from this decision, so the, the single subject question may go up to the Nebraska Supreme Court or the Court of Appeals from here. Um, this is only a district court judge's right. Uh, opinion about what whether the legislature was able to do what it could or couldn't do, but I fully expect additional lawsuits to be filed over the merits of, you know, the 
the 12 week right. uh, gestational abortion ban and then the gender care provisions too. And that's those were the ones that were referenced, I think, on the legislative floor and other states. You know, that was that's a different issue than the single subject rule, just to clarify what, what you said. Um, but, yeah, that's that's kind of the deal Definitely. here. Yeah. So you looked at you looked at the opinion like Caleb and I were talking about this in this sentence from the opinion. The rule for legislative bills is that they must have one general object, no matter how broad and they must not include any matter that is not relevant to that general object. Now, I didn't read the whole opinion yet, so you can you can tell me if I'm taking this out of context when I interpret it. But uh, as as Caleb suggested, Tim, that sounds to me like you could make your general object uh, Nebraskans, right? You can make your general object Nebraskans, and everything in it must be relevant to that general object, Nebraskans. That makes it sound like there's no the, – if you make it as broad as it can be – there's no subject rule, really. And uh, are there any guardrails on that that you can tell in the uh, in the opinion that you read? I don't. Well, I don't know um, what the answer to that hypothetical is. What I think that that quote is actually taken from a case. I think it's a 1991 opinion from the Supreme Court, and I think the case is called Joxa. I, I had never heard it or read it either um, prior to seeing this opinion, and so. Now, on my checklist of things to do today is to go back and read that opinion. But the 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 analysis that Judge Merritt goes through in writing about it looks at that case and says, and and that is a quote from the Nebraska Supreme Court that says, look, no matter how broad, as long as the same general object and the subject is in the title, it's okay. That case considered um, a bill <laughs> that was passed that included, I don't know, there's bullet points in the actual opinion of all the different things that are included in it. But everything from sales tax to property tax to um, tax credits, it's a tax package that passed. The title of that bill was a bill relating to taxation, Jack, mm-hmm. um, as broad as it can be. And the argument saying that it was unconstitutional and included too many subjects uh, apparently argued that, hey, if you're including property tax, which is only levied by loca- local governments and municipalities, mm-hmm alongside a change to income and tax, which is only levied by the state, you have two different subjects there. Like one is state taxation. The other is local taxation. These clearly violate part of that. And the Supreme Court said no. They said, look, it's, it's within the confines of taxation. No matter how broad, the, the legislature gets to do this. Now, part of what's going on here too, Jack, is this I mean, your hypothetical is pretty broad, and maybe the court is, would take a different opinion. It says but no matter of- how broad, Tim. It literally says no matter. Ma- that's the quote. One general object, no matter how broad. Right, right. Well, and that's where, like I said, what's sort of going on here in the, the subtext or like kind of behind the scenes is the general concept that legis- the legislative branch is separate from the judicial or the executive. The legislative branch, to some extent, sets its own rules and its own rules for operating and procedures um, that that a court, I mean, isn't always in the best place to second guess. Now, you obviously have the limits of the Constitution, and I think that's where you kind of have to draw the line and you're going to have to, you know, walk a pretty thin line in terms of applying those constitutional restrictions to how the legislature operates. But I just think traditionally, historically, I mean, there's a ton of court precedent and doctrines out there that have developed over hundreds of years that, hey, the judicial branch doesn't step into the legislative turf unless it's pretty egregious. 
I think that's kind of what you see with that no matter how broad language. Um, maybe there's a hypothetical under which the court would jump in and pull that back a little bit or clarify it, right, restrict it a little more. But I think generally here, this case, this court opinion and then that particular, those particular quotes from that court precedent, it makes it really hard to second-guess what the legislature is doing in this context. Jack- now, again, this is, a, this is a district court judge's opinion. It may get appealed to the Supreme Court and overturned you know, reverse or go a different direction. Once I get elected or appointed to the legislature, uh, Jack Mitchell will propose LB 392, a bill relating to things I am interested in. Okay. Um, <laughs> what is the subject? Uh, listen, you. I will tell you what, Every everything is related to something I'm interested in. I can prove it. Put me on the stand. Tell you what. Well, and this is where I say, like, your hypothetical is, is uh, like, in this in this particular instance, they're arguing that these two things deal with health care um, and then, you know, the practice of medicine. Right. To I get that. Extent. I get that. I'm talking and, about the slippery slope. <laughs> Nebraskans <laughs> and the citizens within. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, that's what I'm saying. Bring that case and maybe maybe they, they say, have well, to draw the line. we said no matter how broad, but what we meant was. <laughs> yeah, don't put, I mean, <laughs> listen, I, 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 the, the tax, the ruling on combining taxes of different types, that doesn't sound crazy. But using their rule, I think you can get to something crazy on this or at least making the rule completely worthless. Why? Why even have it? How do you think uh, how do you think the folks uh, behind the medical marijuana effort received this news on Friday? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they just throw up their hands or roll their eyes a little bit, but I think the the opinion does take the time to try to distinguish between a ballot initiative and a legislative act. Um, the provisions are similar but different in the Constitution. Um, one speaks specifically about a bill, and the I think the opinion in this case on Friday really makes the distinction that, look, the legislative process is a little bit lengthier and maybe more deliberative, than a petition process where you have citizens signing a you know a piece of paper with a, a written description of what's in it rather than thinking about sort of the merits of the act. I don't know. There's there's some of that that's in the opinion. It gets fleshed out a little bit uh, in the in the opinion from Friday. Um, but yeah, how, whether we're applying different lenses or different things to um, a petition initiative versus the legislative act, uh, I think I think this. This court clearly believes that's the right approach. As I mentioned to you just, you know, moments ago, I do think there is some deference that courts are generally going to provide to, you know, elected legislators in the legislative branch as opposed to the citizen-run petition initiative. Good, bad, or otherwise, I do think there's just going to be more deference given to acts of the legislature well, they, you they, might see in those petitions. They need a little deference because the citizenry keeps uh, doing their job better than they do in a lot of cases. So, And they don't have that, that deference. Or at least they're doing things that they want done that aren't getting done in the legislature. And that's why you know you see so many of these ballot initiatives going forward. And it's still, it's still happening right now. Uh, I, I wanted to, a little editorialization there at the end there. Hey, I wanted to ask you, I haven't been, um, I haven't been following this real quickly, but um, I, I think we had some movement on Friday on this Megan Hunt uh, defamation suit against the, the Freedom Coalition. Uh, what do we have going on there? Do you have an update for us? Yeah, the oral argument uh, in the motion to dismiss. So you kind of may remember here, Senator Hunt, 
filed a complaint against the Freedom Coalition and some of its lead members, right? The Freedom Coalition being a um, group of, of folks, mostly a lot of activity on Twitter, I think, is what it ultimately comes down to. Kind of like me. Um, and some, some tweets critical calling her um, a groomer, right? So mm-hmm. the term that's been sort of bandied about or was over the last couple of years here, but referring to her as a groomer, she, she sent them a letter demanding that they retract. She then filed suit um, against them. That they filed a motion to dismiss, arguing, look, there's no merit to any claim here. Kick it out, judge. That was argued um, in Omaha, I think, on Friday morning as well. Um, doesn't sound like there's a whole lot that came out of the arguments. I mean, obviously, no opinion from the judge. I think the one thing that is going to be critical, and you and I have discussed this too, is that question of are they, when they use the term groomer, are they alleging or, are they, you know, are they accusing her of committing a crime or a criminal act? And if so, the standard for slander and libel against a public figure um, changes a little bit. And I think that's the distinction that was argued most on Friday, or at least that my takeaway is from the reporting and talking to a few folks, is kind of the argument over, hey, you don't have to actually, or at least I think her position is, and her lawyer's position is, you don't have to actually say they committed a crime. All you have to do is accuse them of conduct that would otherwise be a crime. And then that gets you sort of out of this. Because as you know, the media person, Jack, if you're a public figure, you yeah. say quite a bit about yeah. you without any reason. That's what I keep thinking so about. Yeah. You get, you get a lot of leeway for talking about people who put themselves out into the public for criticism. Same thing of a politician or a media figure or anybody, a high-profile celebrity. You can say whatever you want about them. I mean, these the tabloids exist for a reason, right? Yeah. Um, but when you cross the line into, hey, so-and-so public figure is doing drugs, right? What? Right? right. <laughs> Even When you start accusing them of conduct that would otherwise be criminal, that goes too far, and that's when you start to get into the realm of slander and libel rather than just expressing an opinion about them. I think that's really the argument in the Hunt case is, look, when you use the term groomer, there's a statutory definition of that. You even apply the statutory definition in how you tweeted things out um, and suggested that what she was doing is criminal, and that therefore crosses the line into a different type of analysis. That's, uh, yeah. I think she's got too many needles to thread here on this one, but we'll see. It's, it's interesting. This is actually sort of reminiscent uh, as you were describing that, it made me think of the the whole E. Jean Carroll thing that's going on with Trump, right? That's a that's a defamation suit, and then there was a, a kind of a question about whether or not, since the the conviction was not for rape, right? It was it was the legal definition. Does it mean rape is the word rape a legal definition, or does it mean the same thing as sexual assault? Kind of the colloquial thing. It's basically the same argument. That's kind of the same type of argument that's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it really comes down to whether or not the court's going to give them kind of that. Again, I, like I said, what's really hard about this case is I don't think anybody who tweeted those tweets was ever thinking about the criminal statute <laughs> that that talks about groups. No, no, it's just a thing you throw out now. Yeah, it's right. Exactly, it became just this. It just became thing. this thing to say about people who are pro LGBTQ. Um, we use all these words. Like, we use all these words that don't mean anything anymore. They just get people riled up. I mean that that right. don't have, that don't really have a definition that's given to them by the people that use them, but they know how they land on people's ears. So yes, yep, and and maybe maybe at the end of the day too, you know, maybe Senator Hunt's point is just to make people think about 
think about what they're doing and how how yeah. those words matter, and um, they can't just throw things yeah. out willy nilly. Yeah, that's probably. I mean, I think that that's probably to some degree true, uh, even if it doesn't result in uh, in a judgment in civil court. All right, hey, uh, great analysis today, Tim. I appreciate it. Appreciate your hard work digging through those opinions. Have fun reading the uh, the other case today. Sounds like an exciting day ahead of you. And we'll uh, we'll find out what you learn next week. All right. All right. Talk to you later, Jack. Go, Tim Ruza, reading case law so you don't have to. Say 26, 61 degrees in the capital city. We've got to check sports from Caleb. Coming up next on KLIN. Getting the whole story. Always accurate coverage. 1499.3 KLIN. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. From Broadcast House. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. Degrees in the capital city, 836. By the way, I got a text from, uh, we were talking earlier on the morning drive about the traffic, the potential traffic for a brand new high school opening up, and I was curious how Standing Bear would work. Got a uh, yeah. Got a text that said traffic to Standing Bear not an issue. By the way, she she uh, abbreviated LSB. <laughs> LSB, that's going to be a thing now. Uh, just some backup in the drop off lanes. Honestly, the easiest drop off I've had since taking kids to LPS. So good news. But it's only the freshmen going there now, and so you'll have a few few more students. Not a lot actually for them joining it, and that's all that it is: freshman and sophomore. Plenty of room. Plenty of room in that new building. Good. All right. Uh, Mike Schaefer joining us right now from Husker, Nebraska, 24-7. Um, good morning, Mike. How are you doing today? I am doing well. How are you, Jack? I'm How good. was your weekend? It was good. I mean, it's it's uh, it, it's it's really it was the lead up to, to a big day today and uh, move one kid out of my house into college. So we've been having, you know, all of the last, all the la- I mean, He's probably going to be back on Tuesday, so it's really not that dramatic, but stopping by. But, you know, had a family game night, went out to eat, right? Had had grandma and aunt over for, for you know, the one final time of all these things. And so the the craziest thing, Mike, is I was, I was getting groceries, and I realized just how much fewer groceries I'm going to have to buy regularly. So, you know, I guess uh, silver lining to everything, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, it fascinates me the idea of going to college in the town that you grew up in. Like I would just think it'd be like, all right, Monday just getting in the car and driving to school. It's just a different school. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, obviously, there's a lot more to it. Yeah, I don't know what that. that's like either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I just, yeah, just I didn't. Yeah, I, I since I went away too, and so I don't, I don't quite know what to expect, what it'll be like. But that's kind of been the focus. You know, I was thinking about this, Mike. With um with school getting started uh, here for some of the younger kids now and people just entering high school and, and college, too, 
I just realized the kids that are starting their senior year either in high school or college, and this would go for the athletes that you've covered too, this is the class that uh, that would have come in during during the pandemic and not gotten started normally. That's already where we are, right? 2020, 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023. So the fall, these were the freshmen uh, in, in the fall of 2020 when they would have, I assume, start, I can't remember, but st- started with this crazy situation. And these were the seniors in the beginning of 2020. If they're in college right now, these were the seniors that missed out on their prom and the normal graduation and all those sorts of things. Can you believe that? <laughs> it, that's pretty wild. I mean, obviously, you know, time just moves forward. But right. it's incredible when you think about just like how different the trajectory of things might have been for a lot of people had you just had, you know, a normal 2020 yeah. by, by normal 2021. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, you know, like you don't know what loss occurs in there. You don't know what changes are made. You don't know who ends up like discovering something that they're interested in because of the lockdown period that they never would have been before. There's so much that just abruptly halted uh, and shifted. And you have no idea what the repercussions are. It's like the ultimate butterfly effect. Yeah. This is that generation, the seniors in college this year, this, this people who got their senior year of high school stolen from them, uh, at least the, the last half of it, or the last third of it, with all of that happening in March of, of 2020. So anyway, interesting, interesting stuff there. Uh, all right, Xavier Betts, uh, not going to uh, not going to stay with the team, uh, making that decision for, it sounds like, for personal reasons. And, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily want to want to comment or decide if that's okay or not that's not really what i want to do but i am interested in in what the impact is on the season on the offense and on the wide receiver room especially given where we are at the calendar right now um just i i guess i'm curious tell me what what kind of size up the wide receiver room for me now now that bets isn't in it and what this is going to mean for how they're used yeah, I mean, uh, the, the easy one to start with is that Nebraska's uh, top receiver looks like it'll be Billy Kemp, and this will be the third year in a row. Their top receiver is a guy that comes from another school the year before. Uh, so we're just sort of getting used to that here in Lincoln at this point in time. And then, you know, behind him, Marcus Washington's been banged up. He hasn't practiced, I think, for the last week and a half. Uh, and Isaiah Garcia-Castaneda, who had the really big game against Northwestern about a year ago, uh, you know, and then just completely disappeared until he left the team in, in mid-October and then came back with Matt Rule. I mean, he's he's kind of the guy that I'm I'm looking at like, okay, while everyone is, is very uh, panicked over what this wide receiver room could be, where's the upside, where's the potential? There's a guy that had a really nice season with New Mexico State, was good in junior college, had that nice game against, uh, against Northwestern. Here's mm-hmm. a stat for you. Isaiah Garcia-Castaneda, who played in roughly and recorded a statistic in two games, yes. has as many touchdown catches as Marcus Washington did last year, Jeez. had more yards against the Power 5 team. Like, it's just, you know, like, for for as much as we get concerned about what a wide receiver's impact can be, like, you can have a year like Marcus Washington did, be pretty helpful, and then you look back at the end of it and you realize it's, you know, a bunch of games with four catches and 40 yards. So uh, I think Isaiah Garcia-Castaneda can do that. Um, I think the potential, you can do a lot more than that. Uh, but where it really gets scary is right after that point. I mean, you no longer have Xavier Betts. Alante Brown had already left the program. All of your freshman wide receivers are largely just sort of swimming in it. None of them came in early. None of them, you know, 
uh, I think could come in early. And they so all wanted to run track, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you got that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's a, it's a situation where they're going to need some of those freshmen to step up. You're going to need some walk-ons to step up. Alex Bullock is a name that uh, I've known for a while. Um, he was at Creighton Prep. And, you know, Washington State, of all teams, was, like, recruiting him earnestly and then wanted him, I think, to walk on as well uh, back in 2019. And so this is a, a guy that I don't think is any stranger um, to – to, to being a, a pretty good wide receiver and a productive wide receiver. He just hasn't done it at the college level. That's a walk-on name to know. But, yeah, you're going to need guys to emerge. Yeah. You largely have uh, Billy Kemp, Marcus Washington, Isaiah Garcia-Castaneda, a host of tight ends, and you're hoping some of those freshmen emerge. And maybe a guy like Malachi Coleman, uh, you know, Lincoln's own, uh, maybe he can get on the field a little bit more, and he could be sort of if you remember what Xavier Betts was as a freshman when they had sort of some gadget formations and some easy ways to get him the ball. Yeah. That could be something you do with Malachi Coleman because I, I think the challenge for these freshmen, it's hard to know the offense. It's hard to know the situational stuff. I mean they're they're still just getting their feet wet. And a lot of these guys are still learning technical things in terms of running routes and everything else. So if you can provide a couple formations for guys like Malachi Coleman or Jaden Goss or Demetrius Bell, whomever um, that, you know, pairs the game down and condenses it, then you can get some value out of some of those guys. I think that's probably what we're going to see. But, yeah, I think the wide receiver picture is going to be pretty murky until it's not. Well, and it's if you just kind of taking what Rule says, uh, it I mean, it sounds like he's more comfortable right now with – with guys, even though they're walk-ons, but that have been here for a while, and you mentioned Bullock, I think Han is probably in that category yep. too. I think he's just—he just—you can tell by the way he talks about it. He's got a different level of comfort with them right now than he does any of the freshmen, and so yep. I, that probably means you're going to see a lot more of them. No doubt about it, and, I, and some of that just stems from—you know—when you're in situational football and you got to go hurry up, and your freshmen don't know the checks or they don't know how to get into the the formation or whatever. I mean, we, you know, it, it seems like this should be NCAA football, the video game series where you just have a depth chart and the guy just moves up it and his awareness is a little bit low, but he still can just go do everything you need him to do. Um, it doesn't quite work like that in college football. And so I know that's hard to believe. Yeah. It's but, disappointing. Uh, that's how I'd pictured it. I pictured he had that. He just, the, the, the coach just gets his remote out. Like I do after every game and just reshuffles some things. Uh, I figured I could just go into edit mode, move a few sliders around and we're good to go right, with the next like, guy. For some reason, the punter came in as backup quarterback. That's got to be fixed. That's a glitch or something. <laughs> Need to fix that. Um, yeah, that's disappointing to hear that it's not that way. Uh, Rule also made it pretty clear Saturday that the defense is ahead of the offense right now. Um, I know that's typically the case in fall camps all over the country at this point, but specifically when it comes to Nebraska, is that surprising at all to you, hearing that from him right now? Uh, not particularly, because I think you have a lot of questions about um, individual units on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, we just got done talking about the wide receivers. We could spend the entire duration of this interview talking about the offensive line. We don't have to. We could. Um, <laughs> you know, and then I have questions about the running backs. I know that Matt Rule praises them every chance he gets, but I just don't. I don't look at this group and see, a, a, you know, a real difference maker in there. And so uh, about the only thing I don't have a question on is Jeff Sims. And I guess yeah. if I had a question, it's like, what is his performance going to look like? 
relative to the the sort of talent that surrounds him. And we don't even really know what the offense is going to run exactly, though it does seem like it's going to be pretty conservative, uh, especially if you aren't able to spread teams out or if you struggle to just straight up run the football. So we have a lot of questions on offense, and that's great. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll learn more about it in the first four or five weeks of the season. Defensively, it makes sense that you'd feel better about it because you have Luke Reimer, you have Quentin Newsom, you have Ty Robinson, you have Nick Henrich, you have these veterans, um, that have played some football that some of these guys, you know, a Nash Hotmacher seems to be developing and trending right into the point where they're ready to take the next step and be, you know, go from contributor to difference maker. Uh, they have some guys in Jamari Butler and Blaze Gunnarsson that we've all been itching to see play a little bit more. They have some freshmen that they're clearly excited about. And another one they talked about over the weekend in Eric Fields, uh, who seems like he's going to play at the minimum on special teams uh, and could get some run on defense. They've got a walk-on in John Bullock that they're really excited about uh, that plays in that linebacker spot. So, And, and then a defense that's just built on chaos. And the, the great thing about a defense built on chaos is that it can always kind of travel you just don't know what level of chaos you're going to get. So, um, yeah, it's it's just kind of a uh, it's just kind of a situation where it makes sense even before you got into the Saturday where Matt Rule talked about it uh, to to feel a little bit more comfortable that the defense has a chance to uh, to maybe carry the offense early in the year. And the other great thing is, and this is probably doesn't get discussed enough when there's there's some sort of chicken little with, with how the weekend went and the conversation. They're playing in the Big Ten West, so really, how many points do you need? <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like, yeah, it's. I mean, it is kind of like. I mean, it's the model, right? It sounds like you're you're becoming what everyone else. Is. Yeah, I mean, like, how much is is uh, is that? If this is a uh, sorry, I got to think about how I want to phrase this to make it a, a good question. Disgusted by. It, oh, that was such a disgusting. Time. I know. Um, if this season, let me ask it this way: If this season turns out to be a, a unquestionable success, unquestionable improvement from where they were last year, and I'm, you know, whatever that means—seven, eight wins, um, and and some big wins in there—how much do you think that, that if that's happened, it's it's going to be it's going to be, or it could be, because you've when you've got a team where you know, like the 2009 team, even to some degree, where. This defense is maybe better than maybe better than people gave it credit for even being, and I still think you've got a lot of experience there flies under the radar when people talk about the defense, even though it may not be on all conference teams and those sorts of things. And the offense is getting less that way, it seems like, every single day after day. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it, <clears throat> it would shape up that the defense is just going to have to kind of carry things. And it doesn't even have to be, you know, that, that 2009 team, I think, allowed less than 11 points a game, maybe. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't, it doesn't have to look like that, especially. But the, the great thing about sort of a havoc-inducing chaos defense is like, okay, you give up a big play, but you got a bumbling offense. Like, is there a chance that you can pick something off and you can return it inside the 20 and you condense the game and you make it – like, so – one of the the things that probably didn't get discussed enough in in the sort of referendum about what Scott Frost football was and what it wasn't, there wasn't that many times the defense helped out the offense in terms of points or takeaways or field position or, you know, it was a very bend-don't-break. Even at its best, even, you know, 2021, it was largely, uh, it, it was largely capable of, 
stalling a team out over the course of six to nine plays, but that can still give up a fair amount of, of field position. Uh, and, you know, yeah, it's hard to get into the end zone for touchdowns, but if you can create actual offense, that's another form of your team kind of making a jump there. And so if the defense can do that, and we don't know that they can't, but theoretically a defense built on, on chaos and havoc should force some turnovers or some big TFLs that, you know, put down in distance uh, difficulty up there for the other team. It, it should allow the offense better field position, which, you know, shortening the field if you got a bad offense, and you can get into field goal range or you can, you know, only have to go 47 yards for a touchdown instead of 67. Those things seem small, but over the course of a season, they can make a big difference in terms of how many points you put up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you're the very first, you, what you've said makes a ton of sense. It, it's going to feel so to, – to be on the right end of turnovers significantly for the first time in, I don't know, I have no idea how long it's been, but to really win turnovers – it would would change so much if they can do that. And, you know, I hate to get myself too excited here about these sorts of things, but, like, you look back at with this three three five when it was mastered the most, and I think that's probably, you know, a lot have done it, but the one that Nebraska's running is kind of based on what Rocky Long did mm-hmm. and at San Diego State. And you look to those mid, like that, tw- I go to 2015 turnover margin, they were third in the nation in turnover margin. Over a three-year average, they were in the top ten in turnover margin. Uh, that's what you need from this defense is and and that's going to that's going to cover a lot of other issues that might be there on offense and elsewhere on the team if they can yeah. really truly get ahead on turnovers the correlation there is the offense can't be giving the ball away yeah. either i mean which so factors that, into that yeah the the hard part about this is when you play in a very conservative big 10 west like nebraska does the opportunities to get those takeaways but you have to capitalize on them and then you can't give them back. And so part of why their turnover you know, margin has always been so bad is they give too many away, yes. But it's also the teams they play just do a good job of giving you nothing. True. And so, I mean, you, you've got to be able to, to, to force that. And how many times in the last three years can we instantly recall in our brain a ball fluttering in the air and Nebraska's defensive back getting a hand on it but not pulling it away? I mean, the Oklahoma game from 2021 alone, Probably four different uh, interceptions there that could have changed the trajectory of that outcome, or, or fumbles, fumbles that they Nebraska doesn't end up on. Yeah, the offense yeah. recovers its own fumble. I think last year was like the one year where they didn't have a lot of that. Yeah, but there was 2021, 2020. It just felt like the ball would be on the turf and then just harmlessly roll out of bounds. And know. you're like, how did this happen? Then if Adrian were to fumble it, it would hit towards the edge and then backspin to the field. You know, to stay in bed. It's just like an incredible run of horrible. Ask anyone who's watched a game with me during that time period. I would scream to everyone in the room, Nebraska leads the nation in fumbles caused but not recovered. Every single time. <laughs> I got very upset and dramatic about it, believe it or I not. I haven't watched a game with you in uh, six years. We we might have to change that up. Yeah, that'd be good. I, I was looking at the travel schedule. I'm not going to all the away games, so I think right. there's going to be opportunity. Oh man, yeah, especially if things start going well, uh, that would be that would be a treat for everyone, I'm sure. Um, okay, yeah, there there we go. So, by by the way, is it? I don't know if you feel this way. I mean, it's you're, you're working more directly with it, but like 17 days till the game, they're wrapping up fall camp now. You know, the quote unquote camp portion. They're moving out of the dorms. It feels like the game should be this week. 
Why is there still three weeks left? It feels like it feels like things got started too early or something with well, this. Well, the the thing that we've gotten used to is Nebraska's played in week zero, that's and true, twenty one and twenty two, and so they would normally be like a week away at this point. But instead, you know, we're just all sitting around waiting to to get to Thursday night at the six. Yeah. So, um, so it's going to be a it. It has felt long already. I when we talk next week. It's going to feel even longer. Oh my gosh. It's going to be like, oh, we're right here. But it's like, no, you're really not. Still two weeks, basically two weeks yeah. when you talk next weekend. Uh, yeah. Here's my here's my prediction. This week, all of the players and the coaches are going to be in a lot better mood. You're going to have a lot less, fewer rumors of people leaving the team and that sort of thing, all because they're sleeping on better beds. That's, oh, that's okay. going to be, a, that. that's going to change the tenor. I, I'm I'm only I'm only half tongue in cheek with this. I seriously think it's going to be a better vibe this week because they're all getting better sleep. I just had a like a a mental image pop up of you asking Coach Rule what his sleep number is, <laughs> and it's very funny to me. Yes, this whole thing is very funny. Um, you guys need to get together. Dude, this could be a good commercial. As someone who hates sleeping on a bed that's not my own, I, I can't even ima- I can't even imagine the back pain some of those older coaches <laughs> are going through right now. Uh, and maybe some of the players, too. It'd stink. Uh, all right, Mike. I appreciate your insight, as always. We will check in, and we'll only be 10 days away next week when we talk. <laughs> It'll be even better. It's, even better. It's, it's taking forever. It's unbelievable. All right. It's good to March. Yeah. There. Good to talk to you, Mike. Mike Schaefer joining us, and uh, he'll be joining us the Friday Husker tailgate a little bit later in August. Also 17 days also away. Also 17 days away. David Five, take a break. Wrap up the show after this on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right. Coming up tomorrow on the show, Joe Jordan, News Channel, Nebraska. John Baylor going to join. Uh, 17 days to football, but only 10 days to volleyball. And actually, yeah. if you count this weekend... Where they have the uh, red-white scrimmage, which I'm sure they'll have a full house for at Devaney. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you've only got, what, five days till they get going with some It's volleyball. basically here. Uh, the it's, season's here. It's close. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, something else. High school football, high school fall sports uh, get going here in about uh, this weekend. You have some area games here on Friday night for football, at least. I and know, as we so. always think about the fall, we think about baseball championships. <laughs> exactly. Lincoln East, Carpet Land. Plus, Three o'clock this afternoon against Cheyenne, Wyoming, ESPNU. Plus tonight it's going to be in the fifties. Yeah. <laughs> now that's going to be nice. I'm sitting out on the deck tonight as late as I can. You getting out the uh, getting out a little getting fire? Out, yeah, get the fire pit going. Nice. Get the fire pit going and uh, enjoy the cool weather because it's going to warm up. <laughs> Heat index is maybe back over a hundred by the weekend. I might make some chili today. <laughs> That might be a little much. (laughs) All right, we'll see you tomorrow. In and on 63 degrees, it is 9 o'clock on KLIN Lincoln.